Successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello everybody and welcome to the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM KMBZ. If you're joining us on podcast networks, we greatly appreciate it. Or if you're watching the live stream on my social media, thank you very much. Our website is grillnationshow.com. We are very excited to have on the show this week one of our esteemed collaborators of the Grill Nation Show, a leader in the real estate world here locally and uh, obviously across the world. He's going to talk to us today about his recent venture uh, to Africa and how that affected him. But uh, first off, welcome to the show, Andrew Bash. Andrew Bash, Bash & Co., Sotheby's International Realty. Their website is bashcosir.com. How are you today, Andrew? I'm great, Jason. Thanks for having me. It's great Glad to, to be here. How have you been, my friend? Well, it's been a little crazy. I've been pretty busy. Lots of craziness in the residential real estate world and, uh, you know, a lot of people trying to find houses, can't find houses, and trying to recover from the, uh, cover is probably the wrong word, adjust from the trip to Africa. So it's been good. It's been amazing. Yeah, let's start there because I did some research. I know you're putting out a lot of content these days. Uh, I read an article in the Shawnee Mission Post um, about the, the real estate market in Q1, and uh, it was crazy the amount of uh, homes that are selling so fast and the little inventory that we do have in our market, but I think it's a national trend. Am I right? At least in major cities. Yeah, it is a, it's a national trend everywhere. Um, there is a housing shortage currently, uh, and that coupled with lots of millennial first time home buyers and super low interest rates. Um, and, um, the psychology of the consumer changing, uh, as a result of the pandemic, um, home has become incredibly more important than it probably was even uh, previously, and it was pretty important previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. You know, it's it's up across the board. Sixty four percent drop in the number of houses on the market between February twenty twenty and February twenty twenty one. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's totally insane. It's uh, inventory for. More recently, on uh, April, the inventory is down fifty-six percent from April of last year. I mean, so Andrew, um, one one listing I did want to to talk to you briefly about, which um, before we get into the preview of today's show, it's going to be exciting. You um, you are now the realtor of, of a home that I've been to. I can't even count as many times for events up north in my old stopping grounds up in uh, Weatherby Lake, but I more you know near the Parkville area and you can't see north the uh, the the term that we like to call this place is the castle. Um, Lancelot. That is now your listing. So Lancelot, what's that all about? That's pretty cool. I saw that on your Instagram. You know, it is such an incredible house. Um, 
gosh, I mean, where do you begin? There's not really anything like it in Kansas City. The, you know, it, Lance Welch uh, and his wife Laura built it uh, 20 plus years ago. Um, it's modeled after kind of a, like a castle you'd find in uh, Camelot. Um, sits right on the lake on three different lots. I mean, it's a total of three lots that it sits on. Um, it's it's really one of the most spectacular homes in Kansas City. It's been on the market on and off a few times, but um, I think we have it priced um, at a really great value. I mean, to duplicate something like that would cost, you know, probably over... $10 million. Um, and you know, it's listed just under 4.5 million. So it's, it's an incredible opportunity. When that house was built, that was a huge deal in the Northland. And, uh, I have friends that live at Weatherby Lake now, and and I'm, I'm assuming they're wondering when that house will be sold. But, um, I always remember people telling me to have like a drawbridge that you had across when you went through the front door. Uh, it doesn't, I don't believe. There's no lagoon. There's no moat. There's no, there's no moat and there's no uh, drawbridge. So that is actually not true. Yeah. Um, so, but, so, so they hosted a lot of charity events there throughout the years. And I uh, finally got to go to it. It's quite the property. And uh, it's pretty cool to see your sign, the uh, the Navy Blue Bashing Coast Southern International Realty sign uh, associated with that, that legendary house. Well, you know, the thing that's so great about uh, the brand of Bastion Coast Sotheby's International Realty is that um, those kind of homes people expect uh, to see our sign, I believe, because, you know, they're of a certain level. Um, but, but really, the reason that you see our signs in houses like that and houses that are priced at 250 or 350,000 is that the brand personifies a luxury experience. Um, and you know, if you're looking for a high level white glove kind of service, there's really nobody in Kansas city that does what we do and how we do it. So yeah, I see your houses everywhere. Um, and it's exciting, you know, uh, very exciting. I saw one down the street the other day or close by in Brookside. Um, yeah, we sold the one on the corner of uh, 55th. Yeah. 1200 West 55th. It had been on the market with uh, two or three other agents for five years, and we uh, closes next month. So we're excited about that. I love it. And um, we're just having a lot of fun um, helping clients and delivering an experience of which didn't exist in Kansas City before at the level. And with the, I just call it consistency. Mm hmm. Andrew Bash is our guest, Bash & Co. Sotheby International Realty, BashCosir.com. This is going to be a fun show today for everyone listening. We are going to talk about uh, Andrew's recent trip to Africa um, and kind of really get deep in the weeds of how this has kind of affected his mindset as far as what a home really means and how it connects to real estate. I, I was not aware you were going to Africa, Andrew, but I have read about your uh, journey in some of the local media, and I am excited to kind of... To kind of go through it and hear more about it, my friend. Well, uh, it's probably my, besides residential real estate and my family, it's probably my favorite subject. So I'm excited to talk about it. Can't wait. Um, Andrew Bash is our guest. Again, Andrew traveled to Africa. Um, was that in April or before that? 
Uh, March. It was uh, spring break. Spring break, so. March 2021. We are going to talk about the places that he visited, what the people were like from a mindset perspective, uh, what their what their homes were like, what their what the regions were like. I believe you went on a safari as well. Uh, we'll go through that. We'll talk about kind of how it's impacted you in your life uh, on the Grill Nation show uh, on this week's episode with Andrew Bash. I want to ask our listeners if they want to connect with us, they can. You can join us on Twitter or on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just search for Jason Grill, at Jason Grill, and at Grill Nation Show on Twitter. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can watch all of our episodes, all of our sneak peek previews. You can see all of our guests. Uh, please like and subscribe and, uh, and check that out as well. We'll be right back after the break with more of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Today, I am joined by Andrew Bash from Bash & Co. Sotheby International Realty. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I am your host, Jason Grill. You're listening on either KMBZ 980 AM on podcast or on our website, grillnationshow.com. My social media, I think I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, and on Twitter right now with Andrew Bash, who is the founder of Bash & Co. Sotheby International Realty. Their website is Bash. C-O-S-I-R.com. Andrew, we are back and we are going to dive right into this trip that you went on to Africa. First off, you know, just kind of tell us, why did you go to Africa? How did this happen? What was the what was the reasoning behind it? And I will note for our people that are watching you, you have put on something over your suit, which you can explain to us as well. This is uh, this was a gift from one of the Maasai tribe members. Uh, one evening, very early or very in the morning or very late at night, we were sitting around chatting and, um, they were all of the people and we were in Tanzania is where we did our safari and our, our little adventure. Um, and I don't know, his name was Joseph and he liked me and it was kind of an honor that he gave this to me. My, my, so it's, uh, it's, it's called a shuka. And it would be like the different tribes, they all wear different colored shukas to like represent what tribe um, they are a part of. And it's worth mentioning in Tanzania, there's like, I think over 170 different tribes. And in Africa, Tanzania is one of the only countries where um, once the, uh, the, they got their independence from um, that they actually came together all the tribes and, and basically said country first tribe second, which is why you, it's a little um, less erratic, um, less infighting because the, they, they, they all the tribe came together and said, we're going to make the, the country um, have a national movement basically, which that hasn't taken place in some of the other countries where you see genocide and tribes fighting, etc. So mm-hmm. Pretty cool. It's very cool. So um, thanks for sharing that story. Uh, what 
Why did you go to Africa and who did you go with? How did this happen? So uh, I, Africa was not on my like radar. I never even had thought about it. Um, and we had friends of ours, Steve and Heather Hunt, who um, we call Steve. He's Steve Sai now. He's he's part of the Maasai tribe. He has his own knife. He does not have a shuka. I will mention that. Hopefully he watches this. Um, but they are wild, wild travelers. They travel all the time. And they were over at our house uh, right before Christmas. And we were talking about spring break. And Heather and Steve said, we're going to Africa for spring break. I was like, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, tickets are $600 to fly to uh, Tanzania, Kilimanjaro. Um, round trip. And the the actual safaris are a third of the price of what they would normally be. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, we'll do that. Um, I didn't really think about it. And um, my family and I decided that uh, we would do it. And unfortunately, our flights were canceled multiple times. And the $600 tickets didn't actually happen that way because our fi- final flight was canceled 10 days before um, – we were supposed to leave. So we had to get new flights that were not $600, but um, Steve and Heather, Heather had set up and curated probably the most incredible experiences I've ever had in my life. And the, there's over 600 outfitters that like do these trips. And she did the homework to find out like what the difference was because some of them were 40 or 50% more than others and you stay at some of the same places, but they charge you 40% more. So it's a bit of a racket. So navigating that is not easy. So if anybody has interest, I'd be more than happy to talk to you and help you um, give you the inside scoop on that. Um, But yeah, that's what happened. They literally um, said that they were doing it. And I, like I said, Africa is like, everyone should be making this trip. If you can, it's incredible. At the time we were over there, um, because of the pandemic, there, the Serengeti and the places that Gora Gora, um, all the different places where we went on safari, there was no one there. We literally were everywhere we stayed. We pretty much stayed by ourselves. There were no other families there. So it was us and the hunts of the two families. Wow. So you said you took your family. So you have what? Three kids, correct? Yeah. Oscar's 15, Augie's 14 and Poppy's 11. And your wife came. Courtney came as well. Yes, okay. of course. So you 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 went on this trip. Um, how long were you guys there? We were there on uh, with travel like eighteen days. Wow. Yeah, it was fourteen hours to Qatar to Qatar. We took Qatar Airlines, which was amazing. So you fly into Doha and then down to Kilimanjaro. So 14 hours to Qatar to Doha and then another eight hours down to Kilimanjaro. You have stated, uh, at least pre-show, that this was the most significant travel experience of your lifetime. Um, and we will get into more of what you did, but why was that? Is it just because you had no no no, no notions? You just kind of were just blown away by everything you saw? But why was it such a significant travel experience? Um, a, a couple things come to mind when you ask me the, the most important thing is like Africa is where it all started. Like, I mean, if you look and pay attention to 
any kind of anthropology. Like we all came from Africa and um, you're going back to kind of this place that um, it's the vastness and the lack of development in Tanzania is almost um, it's almost jarring because you can look like just for, it feels like, I've never seen anything like it. Like it, it truly is the most vast, like it just goes on forever. And, um, you know, the tribes, um, that still exist, um, there's still tribes that are still nomadic that are still hunters and collectors. We spent time with some of them. Uh, we went hunting one day, the tribe still like goes and hunts every day. And, um, that's just, it's so the people, they, they still operate as if they are, okay. I guess the way I would sum it up is I operate as if they are part of nature and, and the earth, as opposed to that they are in charge of nature and the earth. And, and it sounds a little, I don't know, out there, (laughs) but, um, I think, uh, you know, in general in the West, we kind of operate from this place of that we've conquered um, the landscape and we control it and we develop it and we make it and meld it into what we want it to be. And it's pretty wild out there. I mean, you don't, you don't see a family of, or try like a group of uh, 25 giraffes when you round the corner ever in the United States. And yet, I don't know, they probably used to be here. Um, the elephants, like the family of elephants, the lions, and you're like, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a, um, like a land cruiser that's been outfitted to like pop the top so you can look out of it. Um, but you're within like five feet of these animals and they just, they stare at you. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like you, you kind of hear people talk about jokingly, like they were, they stared into my soul, you know, but it really is. It's, you just are a part of, I call it the oneness. Some people would call it God. Um, it's a very spiritual, um, experience. And then the people, um, one of my favorite stories is I was trying to, uh, see if I could get everyone to do like a quick meditation before we did our first game drive. And our drivers, Aladdin and uh, David, who are incredible, they're like, "What? Is, what is meditation? What? What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Well, you know, you like get mindful, get present, to get like in the moment, like to be present in the moment." And they both looked at me like I was crazy, and they were like, "We live our whole life like that. We're yeah. never not in the moment." And I'm like, "And it wasn't. They didn't say it in a judgmental way. They said it in a way that." I don't know. I mean, their quote was um, always Aladdin's quote was the, um, when we would try to like want to give money to the tribe or the Maasai that asked for money or whatever. They would say, you know, you can't do that. You don't want to give them money. They're um, they are not suffering. You are suffering. That's what what Aladdin would say. And wow. um, so we really live on a hand. An interesting journey. And we got about a minute left in the segment. Um, just give us a quick overview of what the locals were like in uh, Tanzania. Um, they're like the most incredible people in the world. Um, they're all happy and kind and um, endearing. And um, they love 
Americans and Europeans. And um, I don't know, like our the security guard that gave me this, uh, he makes $75 a month. Just to put it in perspective, like that's what he gets paid per month. Like it's, it's so surreal as it relates to what they live off of and how they live comparatively speaking. Mm-hmm. And, um, the locals, when you go and hang out, when we hung out with the tribes, like they don't collect items, like they don't need, like they don't have pictures on the wall. Everything in their, their huts were like of use whether it be a bowl or a bow and arrow or whatever, it's not like they, they don't have things just to have things. They're not collectors like we are like where, you know, Oh, I need another one of those, or maybe I should buy another car, a bigger house. These tribes are much closer to a a primitive lifestyle that is very foreign to us. Interesting stuff. Andrew Bash is with us, founder of Bash and Co. Sotheby International Realty. Their website is bashcosir.com. We're going to have more with Andrew after the break. We're going to talk more about how this trip affected him and his company and, and him personally. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. We'll be right back. Everybody and welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. If you're listening on the radio on KMBZ 980 AM or if you're joining me on podcast or on our YouTube page where you can watch all of our shows or on our website, grillnationshow.com. Thank you for joining us for this week's show. Uh, always appreciate you listening, however you're listening or watching. Uh, appreciate all those who have collaborated with us on the show this year. Uh, including Andrew Bash with Bash & Co. Sotheby International Realty. Their website is bashcosir.com. That's bashcosir.com. This is kind of a unique show for us. We're talking about Andrew's uh, recent trip to Africa with his family uh, and kind of how it's impacted him, what he learned, what he, what he takes back from the trip uh, to help him in his business and in his real estate world. Um You also went to, you talked about the mindsets of the individuals, Andrew, and we went to a place called Zanzibar. What, what were the difference between Zanzibar and, uh, is it Tanzania? Yeah. So Zanzibar is an island just off the coast of, uh, Tanzania, but it's part of Tanzania. Um, it is the, um, it's really where all of the East African slave trade took place. It was, you know, there's, there's, um, and it's more of like a resort island to some degree. It was it was probably the most metropolitan part of the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an area called Stone Town, which is literally we went to where um, the slave trade started um, like in the 1500s by the Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we stayed at this resort, uh, the Gold Zanzibar, which is probably one of the nicest options. Um my favorite part of the – right on the Indian Ocean facing uh, west back towards Zanzibar so it doesn't have any, like, wake. You know, it doesn't have waves. It's sort of, like, always still. Got it. But um, after spending 12 days in safari with all these amazing people 
and having this experience of like, we're all one and there's not that many differences between all of us than we, and, you know, hunting with the Hezbollah tribe and like watching us like, you know, them killing a couple of birds and then literally making fire on the fly, like out of survivor with their boat, like with their arrow, like, you know, like this kind of thing, like literally like they don't have matches. They don't have lighters. It's like, it was insane. And then they, they just put the bird up right there. And, uh, what that was like a pigeon and a couple other kinds of birds. And we ate it right there. And, um, watching like the difference of, what it would be like to get up every morning and have to go find your food. And their pantry were um, in Tanzania when we went hunting with them, they would just pick berries off of uh, the trees and eat them as they walked around because they don't like keep anything. And so we have this experience of this amazing, like eye opening transformational experience. And then we get to Zanzibar and um, we decided uh, Heather had set it up that we spent three or four days just on the beach doing nothing after going, going, going. Cause we stayed at like five or six different places all throughout Tanzania. Yeah. Um, prior to that. Anyway, we get there and normally Zanzibar caters to the Italians and the Spaniards, but because of COVID they're in lockdown. And so there were, they did a marketing pivot and um, it was basically, our two families as Americans and then the entire rest of the resort um, was Russians. And uh, it was also an all you can eat, like all inclusive. So we would be eating at these buffets and they also don't believe COVID exists. So like there weren't masks or anything like that, which was pretty hilarious. Um, But the reason I tell you the story is because I think this is part of the, one of the most eye-opening pieces. And that is we went from that transformative experience of understanding we're all the same and that stop like looking at our differences. And then we got to Zanzibar and the resort and then all of us like separately were like, Ugh, the Russians, I hate <laughs> the Russians. And the reason I bring that up is because it reminded me of like how strong indoctrination that we buy into on a, on a daily, monthly, lifetime basis. And, you know, the story of the Russians being the enemy has been uh, in place for a really long time. And culturally, they're very different from us. And um, I don't know, it was just weird. We were like, yeah. Oh, we are all one. And then like, you know, one plane ride later, it's like, Hey, how much can I eat? I'm an American. Get me to the buffet. And Oh, by the way, I hate all the Russians. <laughs> yeah. So. Definitely two different experiences, Andrew. Um, we got a lot more questions to get to. So, uh, any quick safari story you want to share? I know we kind of, we talked about Tanzania. Um, you said you ate a pigeon. Is that what you said? Uh, I ate a little of a pigeon, a wild pigeon. Yeah, we like ran around in the bush trying to. Um, they the actual staying kind of really in in like a true, um, you know, roughing it situation. I guess you would call it as an American. No, I was not. It was okay. the, the, <laughs> all the places we stayed were amazing. It was glamping times ten. Oh, um, it was they were incredible, but we would do it. We did a day trip to hang out at. Um, and spend time with people that um, their houses are made of stunt like like wood sticks and dried elephant dung. That's what they use for concrete. So yeah. 
doesn't smell anymore. It's been gone. But, um, I mean, I don't know, like the, there's so many stories I could share with you, but, uh, I can't remember what your question was. Yeah. We're just talking about safaris. You kind of covered that. I just didn't know if there's something. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the animals are amazing. Like, um, yeah. Do I have, I have multiple stories. Um, the, my favorite story is everybody else decided not to go on a game drive, uh, late in the afternoon. And Steve and I, the other dad, uh, went with David and, um, saw like probably the most incredible sunset I've ever seen in my life and saw multiple families of lions and the guides spot animals from like miles. It's insane. They're like, I think there's something over there. And then they drive over there and, there was a whole family of lions hanging out, just chilling. And it, the zebras, you get actually zebras. You got kind of get bored with zebras because there's so many zebras everywhere. But then at the end, you're like, Oh my God, I may never see zebras again. Yeah. Um, we did a, uh, a hot air balloon, uh, trip over the Serengeti, which was amazing where you can see all the giraffes and the elephants and the lions from up above the yeah. giraffe are like the most like they're such a beautiful animal i've never really paid much attention to them previously and when watching a giraffe run is like i'll just like most amazing thing my favorite thing was um we we came across these lions and um i don't know i made eye contact this lion he just like stared at me for like 45 seconds it was, it was wild. It, it really is a trip. If you can do it, you should do it for sure. And if you've got kids, uh, the youngest person in our group was nine. Um, Harper was nine, and she's she's a pretty mature nine-year-old because she's traveled a lot. So I would say as long as your kids are between you know 10 and above, um, they're ready to go. And my kids loved it. So, yeah, so that's great. So I have a couple quick questions here. What was the most unexpected part of the trip? Oh, God, you know, recognizing the absurdity of how we live. I just, I wasn't really planning on that. Like, we we are on a hamster wheel, and that hamster wheel doesn't really exist to that degree, at least. In a, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it does, but not when you're there experiencing it the way we were, the way we were experiencing it. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most unexpected. And... I was a little messed up for a couple of weeks when I got back. It was hard to like adjust to getting back on hamster wheel. Right. And so that goes to my next question, which is kind of fundamental to this radio show and your business. Um, what, uh, what really does this have to do with real estate or being a realtor? What, what have you actually uh, learned from that trip that has changed your viewpoint as far as kind of working in real estate and, you know, trying to find the best, um, ways to support your clients and, and those that you work with that are buyers and sellers? Um, I don't think it would, I, I don't think I, it changed. I would say it more was a matter of confirming what we as a company and I believe, which is um, the definition of home is different for everyone. Um, and that I personally believe that home is really about like, um, uh, it's like an internal place. Like, you know, you can be at home when you're with, um, certain people, but not at home, quote unquote, in like your house and, um, watching a group of uh, nomadic people that like they move all the time. 
Um, they're not stationary like we think of home. So they really are, their, their home is their tribe. Um, and I think that's true of all of us, um, that like, you know, even for you, like your friends, you know, you're still single right now. Um, but like I've been to your house and it's a special place, but it's a home because of you. When I come over there to visit you, it's not because of the four walls and the front door to go through there. The home is it's Jason grill, right? Um, and it wouldn't well, be the same home if you weren't there. That's true. That's an interesting way to look at it. Um, you should see my lawn right now, Andrew. You need to come back over. I've worked very hard on the uh, the mulching, the flowers, the green yard. I mean, compared Listen. to what we when we bought this house, uh, the outside needed some love, some tender love. The inside was great, but now we're, uh, you know, it's become a fashion, man. Well, you've done an amazing job on that place. You have, uh, for sure, um, done a lot of work and I hate yard work, so I'm really glad to live vicariously through you and the work that you've done on your, your own. So. Andrew Bash is our guest today, Bash & Co, Sotheby International Realty, BashCosir.com, the best in Kansas City. We'll be right back after the break with more of the Grill Nation show. Thanks for joining us today. Show with Jason Grill, 980 AM KMBZ on radio, podcast networks, all of them pretty much were on there at our website, grillnationshow.com, or you're watching us on the live stream. This will also be up on YouTube. Please look at our YouTube page. We have all of our interviews that are uh, there, along with sneak peek one question preview, so you can get a taste of all of the people we've had on the show. Andrew Bash uh, and Bash and, and Co. Sotheby International Realty. Uh, our real estate guru here in the region, he uh, he comes on with uh, different parts of his team uh, three or four times a year, and we're excited to have him back. This show's been a little different. We've talked about a recent trip that he made to Africa and how it's kind of impacted him and his family and, and kind of what he took away from that trip. We've now entered our best for last segment with Andrew Bash. Again, Bash & Co. Their website is bashcosir.com. Uh, Andrew, what was your favorite part of the trip to Africa? That's such a hard question. I mean, I, I would say if I had to pick something, it was just experiencing all of the different kinds of animals in their environment, like including humans are also animals, right? Like we're mammals and, um, being around, uh, a, a version of us that still lives a very, very primitive life was amazing as well as in her like you know driving up to a rock with 12 lions laying on it basking in the sun and being like three inches three feet away from them and because of the pandemic like there was no one there so the guides told us normally there would be like 40 or 50 trucks like taking turns to see this stuff but for us, there was no one there. Like literally there was maybe two other trucks out there. And, um, the other part I loved is, um, the patience necessary to enjoy. We're so used to like getting whatever we want by just pushing a button because of technology. And when you're there, like your technology doesn't work. 
um, as far as it relates to being dialed back into the States, but also like you could drive for three hours and not see anything. And then all of a sudden come across like, you know, a bunch of lions just mowing on a wildebeest, you know, just <laughs> watching the circle of life take place. Sounds awesome. Um, Another quick one. Um, do you learn any life lessons or best advice from those you visit in Africa, the actual people on the first part of the leg of the trip from uh, Tanzania? What, what would you, uh, what would you take from them? Were there any good life lessons that you took from them? Well, I think I shared with you earlier the idea of um, instead of, of thinking about, you know, taking 20 minutes in the morning and in the afternoon or evening to meditate and to what I try to at least get my 20 minutes in the morning is to um, really live uh, your life as a moving meditation uh, by being present in the moment at all times. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, if you had to pick one word, Andrew Bash, to describe the people you met in Africa, what would that be? Yakuna Matata. <laughs> and that means what? Um, no worries, which, by the way, is a Tanzanian. Uh, uh, it's a Tanzanian word that they use all the time. And uh, Disney grabbed it and turned it into a song in Lion King. And then they basically... Uh, tried to trademark it and make it their own to where nobody can use it other than Disney, which um, the exploitation of that country and the continent of Africa is frightening. It is, it's borderline offensive. Wow. Um, do you think you'll ever make it back to Africa? Oh, for multiple times. Really? For okay. sure. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll join you in one of those safaris. We, we might even open up, uh, we've talked about starting a, um, both the hunts and the bash family are pretty passionate about making sure that other people find a way to, to take this trip and, uh, to assist in helping people figure out the right kind of, uh, travel arrangements to have the same kind of experience that we did. You know, maybe we start a a company. You kind of have it down now how to, how to do it. I don't, but Heather Hunt does. Heather <laughs> Hunt and my wife could definitely do it, um, uh, Courtney. But I'm busy selling real estate. Yeah, and that's another question I had for you: was um, does this impact your company moving forward at all? Or and if it's so, like, how does it? I mean, I know we've talked in, around this a little bit, but you know, you said you took two months, excuse me, two weeks to kind of get back to normal in the the hamster wheel that we live on. Are you? Are you going to enjoy the little things more? Are you going to worry as much about making sure everything you have is perfect or not? I'm going to, I will be, and I would recommend this for all of your listeners. I would uh, say that I am going to make an effort to be more understanding and vigilant about the stories and indoctrination that I have um had uh, participated in as it relates to what I believe to be true that may or may not be true. Um, the, the, the Russian uh, Americans at the buffet story is a real story about just how quickly you have life transforming experiences and then you fall back into the old habits of what you used to do partially because it's normal for where you, from where you sit and partially because it's what everybody else is doing around you and, like you just, um, it's, it's difficult to, um, stay outside of your comfort zone and, and look at things with a perspective that 
may not be the one that um, makes the most sense to you. And uh, having that open-mindedness is, um, I think, key to that, if that makes sense. It and does. if it doesn't, it should. It does make sense. And I feel like you've always been very mindful, at least since I've known you, of um, you know, trying to take to, to, to kind of look at things from a different angle and, and trying to build relationships that are meaningful, maybe, more so than a lot of people in our world. So I think if this well, that's makes, a nice compliment. Yeah, well, um, you're you're very much like a deeper thinker than a lot of people in our world, and so if this if this trip helped you and impacted you to another degree, I think it only is going to help you in your growth of your company. Which I do want to mention, with only two minutes left in the show, I had you know tons of more questions we could get to, but um, everything is it sounds like is pretty good with the growth of uh, Bash and Co. I, I, every time I, I get online, I see that there's new people joining the team and. Uh, and, and, and you're growing, which is a great thing. It is a great thing. We've got, um, you know, we're up to 20 plus agents and they're all, um, they're great humans. They're kind, uh, but aggressive and negotiate and they take care of their clients and they care about their clients and they're not transactional oriented. They're, um, client relationship oriented, which as I've said to you before is not typical in our industry. And um, we're working really hard to find more partners to be a part of that kind of environment. Does the real estate market continue to to be like it is? You think for the rest of the summer and fall? I know those are your very hot moments in this this time of day at this time of year. I'm guessing we're probably kind of moving towards the peak of this, and we'll continue to be pretty strong through most of 2022. And as we move into 2023, we'll probably start to see a lot more shifting than what we're seeing now. Right now is total insanity. So. <laughs> well, Andrew, I'm glad that you had the opportunity to to travel to Africa. It sounds like you know that was an extremely uh, enlightening and engaging, and just it's a wonderful vacation, I guess, if you want to call it that. But it really kind of a Stepping back from the hamster wheel of reality, uh, Andrew Bash, Bash & Co. Sotheby International Realty. They are at bashcosir.com. He's the founder. You see their blue Navy signs all over town, not only at uh, castles at Weatherby Lake that are in the millions, but also down the street for me in, in the $200,000 to $300,000 homes. Um, they really can help you in many different ways. We appreciate you coming on the show today, Andrew, and sharing your story from Africa and all you do for our community. Well, Jason, thanks for all you do for our community. And thank you for allowing me to get to hang out with you on the show. So I appreciate it. You bet, my friend. Thanks for our listeners for joining us today on the Grill Nation show. We will see you again next week. Take care and have a great day.